Hi, this is Vanessa Marshall. I play Harrison Dula on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars Bookworms. Enjoy. Even men like Talon Card occasionally make mistakes. This is the Chimera. Launch the attack. Time to go to work. You won't let me get killed, will you? Is that what I was supposed to be doing here? I should have brought my lightsaber. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Teresa. Did you know that the Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga video game came out and it's awesome? <laughs> I did know it came out. <laughs> I didn't know it was awesome. I have not played it yet. Uh, I pre-ordered it so that I could get all the goodies. For uh, which system? The Switch. Ah. Switch. So I was playing it last night. I streamed it on Twitch the first night that I had it. And I hadn't had a chance to play it before I streamed it. And I had moments where I looked like an idiot because, you know, you get to moments in the in a Lego game where you're supposed to do a task, but you can't figure out what the heck you're doing. Um, oh. That happened. But um, it's so much better than old Lego games. And I don't even know how to describe it really other than that it's like, cinematic and they don't just go you know there's like they're actually speaking and like the minifigures faces are animated and they're so well done and like every lego piece is like rendered as if it's like real i mean it it feels like you could touch it and then just the overall like gameplay and everything i was i was very impressed very impressed i might have to get it i i probably will get it and not play it <laughs> that's typically what happens with these big star wars releases is i kind of fall to the peer pressure i'm like oh i'm missing out on something if i don't do it and so then i do it like the the uh rogue squadron game that came out i kind of did that like i was like well i'm missing out on this thing i knew i didn't like flight simulators yeah i don't but i bought it anyways and i played like five minutes of it and i was like yeah this isn't really for me yeah, but you like Lego games. I kind of, I, I appreciate them for what they are, but I don't like puzzle solving in games. And it's a lot of puzzle solving. Yeah, so there was some of that, not as much like one of the things they do that's really cool in this version is they have like these little like gold arrows and these little like gold circles that guide you of where you're supposed to be going. So So that's cool. And then- you know, but it's very open world, so you can run around and do whatever. So at one point, I'm supposed to be going to the Moss Eisley Cantina, <laughs> but I'm like, punch stuff. And I like got way off somewhere on Tatooine, just like hitting rocks and stuff, trying to get all the stunts. <laughs> and then I got on a Bantha and rode that around and crushed C3PO. Huh. So. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah i'll probably get it i mean i have a son you know who's at that age too that he's probably going to want it anyway so even if i just get it for him and then i might jump in and play every once in a while so it was fun i would look at actually it won't spoil anything i would look at some of the reviews and then there's this one video i'll send you that is from the team that was making it and they talk about like all the changes that they made and things they improved on and whatever um and there's like over 300 or there is three, is it 300 or over 300? I think it's 300 playable characters, which is just crazy bonkers. And there's like DLCs um, for like Mandalorian, Rogue One, Solo. It's not like you don't play those movies. The, the story mode is the nine Skywalker movies, but you at least have those characters that you can play as, which is kind of cool. There were several moments that I was just laughing so hard because the dialogue was just ridiculous. There was um, a YouTuber that did a walkthrough, like he's already started doing a walkthrough and he recorded the first however many hours of gameplay. So I did turn that video on just to see kind of the opening menu. And he and so I kind of kind of scrubbed through the video a little bit and skipped ahead. But so I did see some of the cinematic elements and some of the cutscenes the opening menu where the different movies and you kind of mm -hmm. spin it like it definitely looked really really cool really well done so you know i might download it after we're done tonight mm -hmm. you should you should one last thing so you're running through 
the Tantafor and there's a door that you like different doors that you can open you know and vader is on your ship now and stormtroopers and stuff and one of them i opened (laughs) and there's three stormtroopers in like a hot tub they have their helmets on or they don't have their shirts on and one of them goes this is not the room you're looking for (laughs) (laughs) i was just like uh okay (laughs) keep going (laughs) great cool we haven't talked since christmas i know because i was thinking about gaming and i got i mean like on for podcasts we've talked since right yeah yeah. but like yeah yeah. right but i got a vr headset for christmas and so i was able to play the game so your thing it i didn't think it was gonna be but i played i really was interested to play the galaxy's edge like tales from galaxy's edge Uh, game yeah and it made me a believer in VR. Like I, it's so cool. It <laughs> made me a believer. Yeah, I just was, I was kind of anti-VR. I thought it was kind of cheesy. And then I played that game and it was, it was so immersive and it was just fun. And I, I haven't even finished to move it yet, around but... your house with like a headset on and somebody's recording you going, oh, oh, just waving your arms all over the place. Yeah. I, I mean, you, there's definitely, you see the YouTube videos where people like run into their own TVs or fall down the stairs or whatever. And it, like, there's pretty good safeguard set up if you're ignoring them. That's why that stuff happens. But uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I won't spend a ton of time talking about it. Cause I know you don't have a VR headset, but it highly recommend for anyone who hasn't tried it out. If you have the VR headset, or if you're thinking about getting one tales from galaxy's edge game is really, really cool. VR type stuff. Um, really messes with my eyes and i can't do it because it'll make me throw up yeah Yeah. so because my eyes are very broken (laughs) (laughs) damaged damaged eyes can't see but yeah it has been a while since we've talked like this like podcast type talk type thing um and there's a reason for that there's a reason for that so hi guys welcome to bookworms (laughs) I'm Teresa. This is Aaron. Uh, We haven't recorded an episode in a while and there's reasons. And we're actually going to get into sort of the heavy part of all of that before we talk about more book related things and just Star Wars related things, because I don't want to I don't want to leave you guys like in shock. I want you to be able to go through this episode and be able to sort of like process and get to the place that it's taken us months to get to (laughs) so you get 30 minutes 45 to to process um so I don't know how do you want to how do you want to start do you want to do you want to key me up I guess I don't know I don't know yeah it's a it's an it's something that's new to us as far as change I guess that's coming and not something that you know we've been podcasting together almost for just almost over nine, nine years. yeah nine years in february it was nine years yeah and so um we've spent the last few months kind of thinking about the future of the show and you know kind of where we want it to go where we are in our own lives yeah how you know exactly and so yeah i don't i mean i guess yeah I'll leave it to you to so like Aaron said, we've been talking about the future of the show for months. Um, I would even say probably at least six months, um, maybe even a little bit longer. Uh, and we've kind of continued to record stuff. And then we took a big break because we just really needed to try to figure out what we wanted to do. Um, we are both in very different places in our lives than we were nine years ago. I mean, Aaron's kids are a lot older you know, they require a lot more time because, you know, they want to do stuff. (laughs) They're just not sitting at home anymore. Um, COVID also changed our lives drastically with the way that our jobs are, our responsibilities to our families and all of that kind of stuff. And for me personally, it's, I've gotten to a point where I have to really think about what I can commit to and how much time I really do have to do all the fandom stuff. 
oh my God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> so I'm stepping away. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, Teresa's decided to step away from the show. And as far as the future of the show goes, it's kind of a, we'll see. Um, we're considering the show continuing with, with me um, or yeah, it, right now I'm not really sure where it's going to go. And there's a possibility that we will, will continue the show or I'll continue doing the show. Um, but there's also the possibility that we may decide just to kind of call it, call it a day. You know, we've, we've yeah. had a good run with bookworms and we've enjoyed doing it together from the be you know, Teresa kind of twisted my arm a little <laughs> bit at the beginning and got me to, to get behind a microphone, something I absolutely was not comfortable with nine years ago. And if you listen to those first, you know, maybe 15 to 20 episodes, you can tell <laughs> absolutely not comfortable behind a microphone. A lot has changed over the last nine years. And I think we've both grown as people and podcasters and, um, you know, it's time to make a bit of a change. It doesn't mean that, you know, bookworms is ending, uh, for good, there's a possibility the show will continue. Uh, I will definitely be involved uh, if the show does continue. And, you know, there's, and Teresa is still, you know, although it's, you know, stepping away from kind of a full-time role with the show, you know, we'll still have the opportunity if I do continue the show, you know, to guest. Right. Yeah. And I think part of what's driving this too is we've talked about this a lot, the amount of literature content that was out and coming out when we started the show was not what it is now. Uh, it was a lot easier to kind of keep up with everything and feel like we were relevant uh, and doing everything that we could for those of you that are the big readers in the community. And now, I mean, I think in March alone, there was like 13 different titles between books, comics, kids' books, reference books, like everything that came out. And Aaron and I are both very much the type that like, we wanna cover it all if we can. And we've found that we can't. And I think that's been really hard for us to sort of adjust to as well, of trying to figure out what do we have time to read realistically and what do we cut out um, to cover? And so I know we've been struggling with that for a couple of years. Um, we know we've left some of you kind of in the lurch because we haven't covered something that you wanted us to cover. And then we also know that we've had, we've had people who've wanted us to go back, you know, and cover legends books. And unfortunately, we haven't been able to because the publishing schedule is so heavy that we don't even have time to do that. So it's multifaceted. Um, for me, for me personally, it's that I just have a lot of stuff going on in my personal life. Um, if you follow me at all, you'll know that I've I was in the hospital recently. You know, I'm making a lot of changes in my personal life and then also in my job. I'm getting like really, really busy with my job and I don't have a lot of free time anymore, which sucks. Uh, so I barely have time to read as it is. You know, it's hard for me to sit down and actually read a book. Usually the only way I can read it is when I drive. Uh, so that makes things a little difficult. Um, so yeah, so really hard decision. Um, obviously you guys can probably hear it in my voice. <laughs> I'm very shaky right now. Um, and uh, it hurts, it hurts a lot because this was my first podcast that I started um, with one of my best friends. So it sucks, it's, it's sad and I don't wanna leave, but I have to. Um, for my, for me, like I have to, um, and we really, and we have such awesome, you know, community and listeners that have been staying with us throughout the, these nine years and, you know, going to events and meeting people and podcast stages. <laughs> yeah. We got to do the podcast, which stage were a amazing. Times. 
you know, meet some of you and, you know, see some of you wearing our t-shirts even, you know. Those oh my gosh, the standing room only podcast. What was that? Our first podcast our first stage? One. Yeah. That was so crazy. Yeah. And it's, and, you know, just all the great talent that we've interviewed over the years. And so it, you know, the show is changing. It, you know, it may be ending. It may not. We haven't kind of fully decided that yet, but it's definitely changing. And, and Teresa has been such a huge part of the show. So if the show continues without her, it's not, you know, it's not going to be the same show, obviously. It's just going to be a, a different, a different thing. Um, but we, you know, we don't, if we do continue it, you know, we do, you know, the progress that we've made with the show with the you know amount of listeners that we have and the people that, you know, are subscribed to us and things like that, you know, we'd want to, you know, continue, but um, yeah, it's been, it's been an awesome time and, you know, we'll have, we're going to finish this episode and have, you know, some fun <laughs> things to talk about and, you know, and, and we'll go, go from there and see where things go. Yeah. And um, I think Aaron, you mentioned this earlier. If you do just, if Aaron does decide to continue with the show, uh, we have discussed that if a book comes out that I'm really interested in or something like that about maybe having me on as like a guest. Um, many of you probably don't know the amount of time and work it takes to be a full-time host and creator on a podcast. It takes a lot of time and effort. So that's kind of what I really have to step away from. So maybe being coming back on and being a guest every now and then uh, might be a possibility if he continues the show uh but for sure I'm still going to be in our Facebook group and you know on social media and stuff like that so feel free to interact with me there um but yeah and I'm not even going to celebration this year uh Aaron's going um but I won't be there so you know that's really weird for me also um but I will be at home supporting from afar and hoping you guys have a whole lot of fun but yeah so we wanted to get through that um there's a kenobi trailer that you know that came out oh yeah that oh yeah that came out um i don't remember exactly when the kenobi trailer came out i think it was a couple weeks ago now um yeah i mean that's the show that everybody's waiting for right disney plus it's kind of, you know, we've had Mandalorian, we've had Book of Boba Fett, but I think, you know. What was that? Your and... Mandalorian season two and a half? Was that right. what you were yeah, talking about? Yeah. I mean, right. Like Mandalorian <laughs> and Book of Boba Fett feel very similar. So it's almost like one show and a lot of the same characters and stuff. So, well, they did take like three episodes out to devote to the Mandalorian. Yes. So, you know, uh, but yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think the Obi-Wan Kenobi show is the one that we've been waiting for since Disney plus launched. So, <laughs> and they gave us a trailer. They also gave a recent announcement that they changed the, the release date. Uh, they moved it two days back. Who is surprised by that though? I'm not. Well, because they, they kind of moved it right to. They it, moved they, it to the Friday of celebration, Friday of celebration, which, which is, is the Friday of celebration is like the giant launching space. You know, I mean, like they do some of the biggest announcements on Friday, like always. So I'm not surprised at all. I wonder what it will mean for, you know, kind of the panels and stuff. If they're going to give us two episodes on Friday, like on Disney Plus. So. You're going to have a screening there, guaranteed. Right. Like, they're just going to screen those episodes, right? Like, they probably wouldn't give us an extra episode or anything like that for the people at Celebration. I don't think they'd give you an extra episode. They might give you, like, a sizzle reel or, like, something like that of, like, what's coming in the season that only people at Celebration see. But you're going to have a panel on Friday with Hayden and Ewan. Guaranteed. Right. With so. like the two hottest boys of Star Wars. So um, I'm a little jealous, but don't go and attack my boys, Jared. Just there, leave them alone. I mean, okay. Like I need you to keep your of, I need you to keep your hands off. It's a long list of of hot guys in Star Wars. So, you know. There it, it's kind of debate if they're a little the top long. Two. Mm, 
no, that's not that's not debatable. They are the top two, okay. followed by Oscar Isaac. Okay, those are the top three. Like it just is. I'm I don't have a strong opinion about it. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> about this topic. You don't? No, nope, I just don't. <laughs> but don't. <laughs> it will it will be kind of a conundrum for people at celebration because on Friday, essentially Thursday night at midnight is when these episodes are going to drop. Well, for and, you guys, you'll be in California. Right, on so the yeah. West Coast. Yeah. So, yeah. so for people that, you know, typically you're at Celebration, you stay up late anyways, it's going to hit midnight and people are going to want to watch the episodes and not go to bed. But then the you have- The question is, are you watching it with a bunch of drunk people or sober people? I mean, <laughs> for me at this point in my life, I'd prefer the sober people. Uh, so- yeah, it'll have be interesting. people running through being like drunk and being like, <laughs> I kind of like if I was just at home, I wouldn't stay up and watch it. I would wait and just watch it the next day. But because I'm going to be at celebration, it's almost like you have to watch it because if you don't, then people are going to be talking about it the next day and you're going to hear spoilers. Well, talk about, yeah, I was about to say, like, you're like in the middle of spoiler land. Yeah. You're so going to be you walking have... by and somebody's be like, when this happened in Kenobi, well, you're damn it. So Friday or Thursday night of celebration, I'm planning I'm mo- most likely to be up till like 2 a.m. watching the show. Uh, and it's like a third of the season Two, I mean, it's only six. Can episodes. you even stay up that late anymore? Yeah, I could stay up that late, but I'll regret it the next day <laughs> or I'll sleep in for any early panels. So see, and that's going to be the other thing. I mean, like the panels that are on Friday, fan panels or podcast stage panels because we've experienced this before that get put up against any of this stuff regarding kenobi they're screwed yeah they're not gonna have anybody in there it's gonna be like well empty broom cool yeah we were we were up against that i think the second time we did it yeah we had had a bad scheduling we did we did that's actually why uh so fangirls going rogue is only gonna have um trisha and sarah there um and, and Kai, Sandra's not going and I'm not going. And so they made the decision not to apply for a podcast stage because they're sick of having to compete with scheduling, which I don't blame them. I mean, it just, it's right. hard. Right. And we, you know, I think we had pretty much decided not to apply. Yeah. Even if you were going to celebration this time. Right. Um, yeah. We had decided no. It's a great privilege and we love doing it the t- two times that we did it, but it's also stressful and you know it's nice With it's nice to go and not comes great responsibility <laughs> yeah it it's definitely nice to go and not have to worry about that so we did yeah. our time others can do it now and there's plenty yeah. of other podcasts out there i mean i'm not going to celebration for a couple of reasons one we are doing spring football this year which is like normally the time frame when i would have off from working i will be working football again uh and then I'm moving at that same time. And also I would be going as media. And when you go to Star Wars Celebration as media, you have lots of pressure to cover things so that you can get media again next time. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do it. So I was like, no, not this time around. I'm okay. I don't think I'm ready for all that. So, well, I'm excited for the event. The it's yeah, called, it's obviously been a long time. Um, sad you can't come along, but I know I want to go. I want to see everybody, but I'll you know let's just give it. We'll give it until the next one. You know, let the dust kind of settle for. You'll make your grand first. reappearance. Yeah, I'll walk into the room like I own it. Just kidding. No, not at all. But. <laughs> Back to Kenobi, I was pumped with the trailer. Like there was some really, two really cool things that have absolutely no bearing on the show whatsoever. The first one was when the Lucasfilm logo is like sand and it kind of like blows off the screen. I was like, that's cool. And then the last one is at the end when they show the Disney Plus logo and they do, you know, the classic like Disney arc thing that goes over, you know like a little rainbow um but it was with a lightsaber and i was like that's amazing 
<laughs> Those are the two things. I was like, this is so cool. Uh, but the first time I saw the trailer, I saw it in my car and I couldn't really see it because all that stuff broke, all the news broke for that and like images and all this stuff. And I was so heavy working that day when I finally saw a message about it. I was like, wait, what did I miss? Oh my God. Yeah, I was kind of the same way. I was pretty busy with work and then, you know, something popped up. And I'm like, oh gosh, I don't have time to look at this right now. Right. You know, so I was looking at the, I, I've, I, it wasn't too long until I found some time to look at the images and the trailer and stuff. So I, it was weird to hear Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi with new lines. Like it just <laughs> felt weird because we're so used to him. Not like we, we know all the Ewan McGregor lines. Like we've heard him say them a million times in the movies and you kind of memorize them. And to hear that voice with brand new lines as that character for from so long ago was odd because we're used to hearing other people, you know, play Kenobi in the animated stuff and everything. So do you forget James Arnold Taylor's name? No, but there's been more than one person that that did his voice. It was different in Rebels, right? It was um, Steven Stanton, wasn't it? Right. Yep. Yeah. So I didn't want to like give both the name, throw both the names out, but now we have. Yeah. But, uh yeah so even mcgregor he is obi-wan kenobi oh my god is he like, he is obi-wan kenobi and so to hear him kind of have new lines as a character was cool but also very surreal i'm pretty much just gonna be drooling every episode so you know okay i have to ask you a question about the trailer though so they played duel of the fates okay so when you heard that what did you start thinking i'm honestly curious because i know I know where my head went and like what I started thinking about, but I am, I'm just curious. You hear Phantom or the Duel of Fates in the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer and you felt or thought what? I don't, I, w- I didn't think that deeply about it. I'm not a music person when it comes to the movies. Like I appreciate the music, but I don't typically, you know, kind of relate certain themes to certain characters. Like when somebody's like, oh, it's Leia's theme. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. You know, I just don't like I, I, that's not my fandom. So, of course, I know Duel of Fates and, you know, the importance of the scenes that, that that's played on. But it just made me think, oh, cool, cool prequel music. But there was no deeper thought around it. Sorry, <laughs> I've disappointed you. Oh, no, you haven't. It's fine. So for me, I heard it and I was like, surely not. Because I hear Duel of the Fates, and for me, Duel of the Fates is like Darth Maul's theme, you know? And I was like, surely not. Because if they did that, they would like have to retcon Rebels, and they're not going to do that. No, I'm they're like, not going to do that. Heck they... no. And, and if they did, I would start throwing stuff. Um, because I felt like that ending was perfect for Maul. Like, it was like the perfect way to end things. So I was confused by it. And then I was kind of talking about this and uh, one of our friends, Trisha Barr was saying, well, maybe it's not so much that it's Darth Maul's theme, but it's a pivotal time in Kenobi's training, you know, that, and now he's kind of in a situation again where he's having to make really big choices. And so they're bringing in that music because that music signifies that sort of change from being a Padawan to being a master and like having to like take over or whatever. And I'm like, okay, I can go with that, except for no, it's Darth Maul's theme. I've never really thought of it as Darth Maul's, you know, you relate it to that, those scenes in episode one with the fight and all of that, you, you instantly relate it to that, but I've never necessarily connected it just to Darth Maul. It's kind of more about the, the pivotal moment that was happening as a yeah you're probably characters. more like everyone else yeah you were Ex- just like this is darth maul's music you this can't is use darth this. maul's music you can't use this if he's not in the show right. uh as i look at like the wall of darth maul stuff i have on the side over here like right to my left it's like it's your music honey it's okay um <laughs> yeah i i'd be shocked if they if they went into the canon breaking you know like where they're oh, like they, oh we're gonna won't. bring them in anyways they won't yeah i think at least they better not like rebels I, was too too popular and because dave filoni is so heavily involved in all the storytelling right now 
mm-hmm. even if there was a writer out there that was like, oh yeah, it'd be cool to bring Darth Maul back. Like that would get shot down pretty well. Quick. So I read an article that that was the original plan. And then when some screen, um, some screenplays were taken to Filoni and Favreau and Filoni was like, y'all need to take more risks and you need to go, you need to go deeper. And that's sort of where Vader came from because they originally didn't want to go there. And then uh, they ended up going there, obviously. Um, yeah, I think that was kind of rumors. I, and I, I heard it was pretty debunked pretty quickly too. I'm not sure. I, I mean, I saw several different things. Um, we talked about this a little bit on Fairgirls Going Rogue. So like I was looking at some of the source material where we were pulling it from. And so, I mean, I, again, maybe. Maybe, I don't know. But um, I do know that reading from, I think it was the Entertainment Weekly um, article that was put out uh, was about Hayden and Ewan talking about coming back together and stuff. And I, they were talking about their experience with the prequels and like how much, how much it, it really hurt and sort of damaged them as people, um, with all the stuff that happened back then, you know, and like, it's kind of funny because I think you and McGregor said like, I went on and started making, you made more movies. You went and lived on a farm. <laughs> like Hayden was like, and I'm done. Um, he did a few other things, obviously. So that gives me like, really, I feel really good about Hayden coming back because he pretty much quit acting. And so if, if he's going to come back to acting, then whatever these scripts are had to have been just incredible because I don't think he would have taken the job unless it was something that he felt really good about. And he's a really artistic person. So I feel like if he thought that it wasn't going to be, you know, beneficial to his, to to his growth as a person and to his craft, I I don't think he would have done it. So I'm kind of excited about that. Right. I'm curious to see how, how it works because the fact that he's coming back is very notable, but he's coming back to play a character who's in armor that you wouldn't think you would see his face, but you know, they could do stuff where he's in his, you know, recuperation chamber and his helmet's off. And maybe he's got a little bit more, you know, lines back to think. where he, you know, he, he speaks, but it's kind of like, um, uh, Captain Phasma, right? Yeah, you cast someone who could be really awesome in a Star Wars role, and then you hide him behind a mask the whole time. Ugh, Christ. and I don't know that they would do that to Hayden, but I kind of wonder how much FaceTime he's going to get. It'll be interesting to see how they handle it. Yeah, it's true. They better not screw him over. That's all <laughs> I have to say. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about it. I can't wait for it to come out. And the all the Inquisitor stuff. So yes, very. I know we skipped a lot of the comics. You know, we we just talked about how we have a hard time keeping up with everything. And so... Who does? <laughs> and so comics kind of go to the wayside sometimes because you're like, okay, I want to get the main stories. The books tend to be more important. But recently the comics have gotten more central to the different storylines. And I skipped over a lot of the Vader stuff. But I know that... you know, Because well, some... we tried and then we were bored. Right. And... <laughs> So I kind of dug back in because I know there was a lot of stuff about the Inquisitors that was revealed in the comics. And so I was like, all right, I got to go back and, you know, pull up Wikipedia and figure out what order I'm supposed to read them in and all that. So I started doing, I've read a couple volumes. I haven't gotten to the Inquisitor stuff yet because I had to get through the Afra stuff first. But, um, but yeah, I'm excited to kind of learn more that's already been revealed, but I just, I wasn't following it at the time. So uh yeah because i think tell you there's going to be connection to characters that we see in the comics to characters that show up in the in the show tell you one thing that bugs me about the inquisitors they don't look like how they looked in rebels <laughs> exactly. i'm just to, i'm yeah. just kidding this is one exactly. of the this is one of the biggest criticisms that i've seen out on the internet is they don't look how they looked in rebels and my comment i've already i've said this to Aaron. i'll just say this out loud yeah, it's because they're not animated, dumbass. Um, it's a kid <laughs> show, Teresa. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like for the people that are like, they don't look like how they looked like in the cartoon. It's like, obviously. Yeah. And because I, 
they're real people? <laughs> that happened with Cad Bane, right? When he showed oh, up in yes. Book of Boba Fett and there was all the complaints. And then when I saw the trailer and they had the Grand Inquisitor show up, I'm like, oh, that's just wait. Like it's not, it's going to be minutes. And until here it shows come up. the tweets. Yeah. And <laughs> sure enough. Now I will, I will admit that I wouldn't expect him to look exactly like he looked in the animation. I do think he looks odd, but I'm fine with it. Like, I think it's a different interpretation of the character than we're used to seeing. So it's going to look a little weird, but it did. Kind of, I remember when he first popped up in the trailer, I was like, oh, that's an interesting you know, shape of the head <laughs> that, you know, cause he, I think maybe some of it's just around the actor they cast to play the character and the, the fact that that character is doing a lot of action scenes. So he can't have a lot of, you know, makeup and prosthetic and all that stuff. So it makes sense, but it definitely does look, look a little odd when you're used to him looking a certain way. Get over it. I'm, I'm just over kidding. It. I'm, I'm already over I'm it. I'm over it. <laughs> it was, <laughs> It's never going to be a big enough issue for me to tweet about. No. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> no but, uh, you know, I'll make a comment about it. Yeah, to, so like, people you actually know. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. We're talking about uh, it. So. We're talking about it out loud, though. Um, yes. So, oh, my gosh. Okay, what else has been going on? Uh, oh, well, you... I know. I... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, well, I kind of forgot because we jumped right into the Kenobi stuff, but you got to go on like a really cool trip well you probably uh, also forgot because between now and then i was in the hospital <laughs> yeah a lot's happened uh, yeah. Since, uh, but yeah you got the privilege of going to a, an event that many can't do so yeah uh you can you just have to save up like your entire life savings um <laughs> i got invited to go on the media uh, first voyage of the Galactic Star Cruiser um, at Walt Disney World, which is the, for lack of a better term, Star Wars Hotel. Actually, I wouldn't even call it the Star Wars Hotel. I would call it the Star Wars Cruise uh, in space. Like, that's really what it is. It's set up and built like if you were on a cruise ship, um, but you are on a cruise ship. It's just in a space cruise ship. So they do a really good job of suspending you from reality of realizing, yes, I'm in a building on earth um, because this thing does not look like a hotel on the inside. It does not feel like a hotel. It does not, there's nothing about it that feels hotel at all. Uh, you legit feel like you're in space, I'm not even kidding. Um, and I will admit, I was skeptical about if this was something that I would ever do and then I was fortunate enough to be asked to come on the very first full, full all in voyage. It wasn't a test. It wasn't anything. It was like they were all out, all the stops pulled out, like doing it how it would run for when it opened. Uh, and so I was fortunate enough to be able to do that. And then when it was over, I'm like, I need a new savings account uh, because <laughs> I want to go. Good. I want to go back so bad. You have no idea. It's been more than a month since then. You know, we're going on a month and a half now. And I miss the food still. Wow. I miss the food. Like there are things I ate that I'm like, I want this in life every day. And I miss it. That's it was good, so good. That's a good review of the it food was, if you're still the thinking food about was it a month so later so good and some of the best food was all purple like oh yeah there you so go. Good. the so when we've had a long time to think about this right like we heard about this coming we knew they're building it there's all the criticisms right off the bat where people are like you know uh you know star wars oh, it's the last it's, time i can make fun of you for saying right off the bat i know i got one in for you but uh <laughs> you know, the criticisms came early, right? With the, with this hotel and it's not oh, it's a, hotel, be a flop it's a and it's too expensive. And it's and an I kinda, experience. I was waiting. I was holding judgment because I wanted people that I knew to go. Like, I didn't want to hear the critics or people that are never going to go. They're criticizing it and they probably are never going to step foot in the place. I wanted to hear it from people that I knew that would give me a legit tell me how it was. Don't, you know, you're not doing it because you want to kiss up to Disney. You're not doing it because you want to kiss up to Lucasfilm, you're going to tell me the truth. And so when people like you got to go and other people that I knew 
and Star Wars Media got to go, I was like all over following you guys on Instagram, Twitter. Like I wanted to hear the instant reactions. I wanted to hear the excitement. And I was pretty happy with the responses like that I got from you guys. I was like, okay. Once we were able to post like, you know, days later. (laughs) So yeah, I thought it was, you know, it seems like over overall a pretty positive review from the people that I care about giving me a review. Yeah. I mean, so I was, what were the few things that I was like a little bit, I don't know, like not overly positive about, um, I don't even remember now. Cause like every time I think about it, I'm like, Oh, it was so great. <laughs> um, I don't know. As you, maybe it would be better if like you ask me some of the questions that you, that you had uh, and that you were curious about, and then I can answer those. Cause it's probably the same things that a lot of our listeners would want to know. One of the things I was wondering about is, do you feel claustrophobic? Like you can't get out, like, you know, most hotels, you know, you can go outside and say this hotel, you can't, there's one little area I believe that you can go out and you're kind of outside. Uh, did that get weird that you were kind of no, and the the reason it doesn't get weird is because this thing is so interactive. And I mean, when I say it's an experience, I mean, it's an experience and it, it's an experience from when you arrive at the terminal to get on the launch pod that's going to take you or the transport that's going to take you to the Halcyon. I mean, from that minute, you're in it you know um the the crew members are a hundred percent on all the time and i was with some people that that tried 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 to break these people and not once not once it was incredible honestly it was like holy crap are y'all all actors <laughs> you know pretty much right aren't they yeah I mean... but i mean i know they're not because you know we did speak with some of them like kind of off you know off the ship like out of the experience and they're just cast members that wanted to do this that bad and so uh there's this one um one bartender she's at the sublight lounge which is kind of like the the bar it's open late her name is ranger uh she's from batu and the conversations i had with her oh my god like she knows the ins and outs she knows what it was like growing up there she knows what it's like if you're off like not in the middle of the city part of Batu, and she knows stuff about Oga and Doc and like all these people that is it's incredible like it's ridiculous and she even knew people friends of hers and family of hers that still work for Oga so when I went on Batu and I went into Oga's cantina I was talking to them about some of that stuff and they continued it. It was like, what in the world is going on? Like, like I, you know, I've had the experience of being on Batoon Galaxy's Edge and getting some people that are really into their roles and some people that aren't, you know, and are just like regular cast members. The experience you get on Batu when you and like disembark from the halcyon to go on your excursion to batu is totally different than if you just walked in there if you went to hollywood studios that day because you get a pin that you wear uh and so they know where you're from and it's like they flip it on mm-hmm. you know it's really cool but as far as like the claustrophobic thing and the reason i say no is because you have your data pad um in the play disney parks app and the second you start making decisions about how you want to interact on the ship you're going you're you're going here going there doing this doing that trying to accomplish things you start forming your alliances you start interacting with the actual like 
characters, crew members that are literally walking around you and are around you all the time. They're there. The captain of the ship, the cruise director, like the mechanic guy, like they're all there walking around, you know, and so you're doing things and trying to accomplish missions and stuff for them. And it's just like, it's like you're dropped into a, maybe like a VR game, like you're dropped in and you're in, you know, so you don't really ever have this time to sit there and go oh I feel like I want to go outside (laughs) you know like it just doesn't exist I've heard it's kind of like a role like you're in a live game and also like an escape room type yeah it's definitely like a LARP yeah for sure so do you think and I know you know we could probably talk about this for hours and unfortunately we don't have hours but do you think that for someone who may be more of an introvert that doesn't necessarily want to, you know, kind of interact with characters all the time and kind of, are they, I don't know. I've been, you're pointing at yourself right now. Uh, Listeners uh, can't see it, but uh, you're not, I mean, in, in the right situations, you're definitely not an introvert. I would say overall you probably are, but when you're with friends and you're kind of in the right environment, you're, I could see you thriving in this type of environment. Whereas other people I know would be a little less, Maybe a little more hesitant to kind of jump in and get involved in the action. It was honestly, it was a little hard for me at first. Like Mm -hmm. I was kind of looking around and I was kind of in my data pad and like trying to observe and see what was going on. And then I got thrown into a mission, not by choice. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly how it happened. But one of the characters grabbed me, like he put his arm around my shoulder and was like, I need you to help um, this one girl. Her name is Molly. Um, She's like, I need you to help Molly. And she takes me over and, or he takes me over there. And I immediately get thrown into this, this whole scene of stuff that's going on. And it was after that, that I was like, okay let's go but like yeah it took me it it did take me a little bit it's like you need something to break the ice yeah i yeah. did um other people were like you know automatically in like i wanted to go to my room and like check out my room and then i left my room and i wanted to go over to the bar and i went over there and i met ranger and had like the best drink i've ever had in my life which oh, i missed that too um And then we went to muster, which if you've ever been on a cruise ship is like where you get all of your like kind of safety instructions and everything like that. And it was around then when everything like all hell broke loose. (laughs) And yeah, so I mean, like, I think if you're more of an introvert, you would be okay. Um, You know, I like my biggest suggestions were if you're doing this plan a day to go to Galaxy's Edge before this so that you can accomplish some of those things that you want to accomplish in Galaxy's Edge, you know, because when you're there for your excursion, like there's a lot of stuff going on on the ship at the same time. So you kind of have to decide when you want to go, but you can go like go to Batu and go back to the Star Cruiser as much as you want. Um, but uh, like you go to Batu to, to continue the story that you're playing you don't go to Batu to just go and like hang out and be like ah, i'm in a theme park like that's not why you're there uh mm. and so like we were there because we had missions that we had to do and missions that we had to accomplish and some of the missions took place on the rides on rise of the resistance and on millennium falcon smugglers run so there was stuff that we had to do. And I know some of the, some people had missions that there were things that had to be done inside of Doc Ondar's. Like there, every, and you don't have the same things as everybody else. Like my data pad was not the same as Sarah or Trisha's at all. Like we were all kind of on different paths, you know, doing different things. So we had to split up at times because for me to do what I needed to do, I need to go somewhere else. Um, So like, yeah, we went back and forth a lot because there was stuff that we wanted to experience on the ship and things that were going on. And then we wanted to do other things. Um, 
there was one thing that I got to do that I've been wanting to do that was really cool. Uh, and I, this is, I think, part of being on this kind of excursion type or this experience that you're on and you're paying a lot of money for. They go above and beyond to make things happen for you. And so I wanted to build a lightsaber and there was, I tried to sign up for a time, like a normal Disney guest would, and I couldn't get one. Like they were completely booked up. So I talked to um, passenger services, which is what they're called. Uh, and they called me while I was on Batu, and they said, we got you in. And wow. they got me into a slot that was only like 45 minutes away from, you know, so really close. They got me in and I got to go build my lightsaber. And it was, I was like, what? I mean, you were on a luxury star cruiser. You better get I, the you know, top of the line. Experience. I know, but that's what makes it so cool. Yeah, it's, it does sound really cool. I think for me personally, I definitely want to do it. I don't know when. Oh my God, Quinn would, Quinn would love it. But I think Quinn needs to be like a couple of years older than he is now. I think, I think you're probably right. And, you know, I don't know if I'll go next year or the year after, but I really do want to experience it. It's I do it. wonder how how willing I will be to get involved. I, you've been with me at events. I'm not the type to kind of put myself out there, you know, kind of get in front of the crowd or talk to strangers. You so, don't, and you don't have to. You can yeah. do you can do all of your missions and participate and stuff without having to be in those moments. But the thing that I I mean. Quinn will, he'll, he'll get sucked in like really fast. And then you're going to just be right along with him. Yeah. You know, I think it'll, and, like you said, it will take that ice breaking moment. Like that first, someone's going to have to try to, whoever I'm with, it's going to have to kind of force me into it a little bit. Like, all right, let's go do this mission. Or let's oh, yeah, kinda... I think you should go with William and Quinn. And I think that would be the perfect. Yeah. Little, Me, William and that I would have, be perfect. William Devereaux and I have been talking a little bit about, you know, our plans. Cause out of like some of the, some of the star Wars friends that I have, we've kind of talked about like who would go and most, most are not, not into it. So, but William and me are both like, yeah, we're going to, we're doing this. You know, and part of me kind of thinks, honestly, now that I think about it, I think you and William should go on your own. Just because like, you know, if you're there with your son, you're going to fall into dad mode, you know, yeah. and trying to take care of him. So I think you need, you should go with William on your own. Um, I think you guys would have a lot of fun. I really do. <laughs> yeah, so I just hopefully, think he would. Hopefully sometime in, in my near future, I'll get to experience it. But I'm, I'm from everything that you've told me and from what I've heard from others, it sounds like, it sounds like it's really a great experience. And as far as it being worth the money, that's really a personal thing. Like for people, if you have the money and you can afford it, and this is the type of thing that's up your alley, you know, go do it. But it's not think, for everyone. Yeah. I think what I've said is you need to determine what is important to you on a quote unquote vacation, mm -hmm. because this is not a vacation. Just like I say, going to Disney anytime is not a vacation. Disney's not a, not a relaxing vacation spot. Like if that's what you're looking for, going to Disney, that you're going to the wrong place. Uh, so you really just need to decide what's important to you. Um, when you go on a vacation, if you want to even give it that word. Uh, but I would say like, if you go plan a day before and a day after where you're just chilling at a hotel. Do not go to a theme park the day before or the day after. You will not have the energy. You won't. You will be dead. Uh, and the reason I say nothing the day before is because, like I said, once you get there, you hit the ground running. And, like, you don't you don't even really have time to go to the bathroom because you missed something. Uh, <laughs> is that, it, there's no missions in the bathroom? It No. And in the refreshers? No, there's not. Uh, yeah. I mean... It was, I don't know, it was really great. And if anybody has any questions that's listening, feel free to reach out to me on social media because I'll answer whatever I can um, to we'll the best of my ability. And I'm not saying all of this because I was media and I was there. No, they wanted me to give my true and honest thoughts. And I did that. And you can listen to, we have two episodes of Fangirls Going Rogue that we recorded at the end of the night 
for the for each night so we were in the moment in the middle of it do like all up in that so I would go and listen to those um and I try to be as honest as you know I possibly can be about about these kind of things and yes I realized that I didn't have to pay for it but even if I had even if I did have to pay for it like my feelings would still be the same honestly yeah well speaking of the uh the halcyon cruiser there's going to be a book set oh on that. the uh the last thing that we're going to talk about i think uh there is a book that they announced on valentine's day and it's called the princess and the scoundrel this this has pissed off one of my friends this is a what it pissed them off there <laughs> uh Sarah Lothgate, I'm calling you out. Uh, the book that got her into Star Wars and got her into Star Wars books was The Courtship of Princess Leia. So uh, uh, this book, for a lot of people that love that book, feel like it's, you know, tromping all, tromping, is that a word? Stepping all over uh, their precious novel. And I started laughing and I told her, I was like, you know, you're getting old and that you're an old Star Wars fan. When you start saying stuff like, they're ruining my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> well, Courtship of Princess Leia has a special place in my heart as well, because I think if, if I remember incorrectly, it's the first Star Wars novel that I ever read. It's kind of what introduced me. Oh, wow. Me. You and Sarah share that. Yeah, it's kind of what introduced me in into the uh, the world of star wars literature i was like oh they have books you know and that just happened to be the first one i found now once i found it and realized there was a timeline and an order i went back and read them in the right order but that was the first one that i came across so and i at the time i thought it was a cool book now looking back you know it doesn't doesn't age as well you know as nostalgia but so I did have a similar thought when they first announced this book i'm like oh i feel like that story's kind of already been told but when you hear when you read the description about you know and i guess we could kind of i'll just read it real quick here uh let's see i'm gonna skip ahead but it says the story begins on the forest moon of endor where han proposes in the elation of the rebel victory against the empire after a ceremony at the site of the victory celebration at the end of the film the newlyweds depart for a honeymoon aboard the halcyon star cruiser the luxury vessel at the heart of the new star wars galactic star cruiser experience at disney world uh in their most desperate hour, with the war still raging, but the Empire nearing its last gasp, the couple must outwit the Imperial remnants clinging to power. So this is a Beth Revis book as well. Yes. Which, which uh, we had her on the show. Yeah. And we liked her book a lot. Yeah. So it's, I'm excited. I think it'll be, it'll be cool to see the Star Cruiser from the perspective of a fiction. Yeah. And not like Agreed. the real world. And it's, you know, it's set in a specific time. And so to see it from the perspective of Han and Leia and kind of the real world or quote unquote real world version, uh, the Star Wars universe version of the Halcyon Star Cruiser. I think that's kind of what I'm most interested in, you know, well, story between Han and Leia, you know, whatever. I take it or leave it, but uh, <laughs> it'll be. No. So and what's actually kind of cool about this, because they announced it before we went on the Halcyon. They rely on the history of the, like, I think it's like 200 years history of the Halcyon. And it comes up in the story. It comes up from the passenger services, from the people who work there, you know, the legends of the Halcyon, like it does come up. Uh, So it is cool because we heard part of it, you know, and then there's going to be the book that comes out, which I'm excited about reading. Um, there is a pretty big Easter egg on the ship that relates to this book. Um, and if you find it, then you're lucky that you found it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, I think it's great. I'm excited for it. And I also, I read an interview, I think it was with starwars.com where Beth Revis talks about the fact that she understands that the courtship of Princess Leia is a really treasured story and a treasured book and there's a lot of fandom that is very passionate about that story and so she wanted to make sure that she did 
she did it justice um, with this new book and incorporating what she could um, from the courtship of Princess Leia into this and, you know, to, you know, to, to pay homage to what has come before her. So it's not like she doesn't know. She knows. She knows. Right. So this one comes out on August 16th. Yes. Yeah. So during the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I'm excited. Yeah. I think it'll be good. It'll be good. Uh, also a new book that has, it has come out. Um, and if you've listened to Bookworms, you know that I'm a big fan of these books. E.K. Johnston's uh, third Padme novel has launched as of, I want to say yesterday, um, Queen's Hope. And I haven't had a chance to read it yet. I have it, but I haven't had a chance to read it. I'm excited about it. Um, and I'm just like, you know, because I love Princess Leia and I love Princess Leia. Oh my God, that is not who the game character is. Uh, <laughs> Padme Amidala. I love her and Sabe. Uh, so I'm excited. And I, when it got here in the mail, I was like, oh my God, yay. Oh my God, I don't have time to read you right now. Um, so I'll get to it. <laughs> But I'm pumped. I think Sabe shows up in the comics, um, in some recent comics that. See, this is out. why I need you to. I, I need you to just make me a list. Yeah, that's what I. I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna do the groundwork. I'll go through and see what we missed that's important, and I'll shoot you over a couple messages. Be like, hey. Be like, hey, read this. Read this issue. You're gonna be interested in this. Let me know what your thoughts are. Yeah. So. I'll talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa thinks it's great. Teresa thinks it sucks. That's going to be like a new, a new, a new segment. What Teresa thinks? I asked her. She said this one sentence. (laughs) Well, we read listener emails, so you'll start emailing your thoughts. Right, exactly. Another email from Teresa. Okay. Weird. (laughs) It's like she never left. (laughs) Oh God. Well. I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll keep you guys updated. I keep saying we as if I'm a part of this. Um, but for lack of a better term, we will keep you guys updated on you know what we decide to do about bookworms, meaning what Aaron decides to do about bookworms. Um, and yeah, go say hi to him at Celebration. Yeah. Feel free to say hi to me on Instagram. <laughs> celebration from home. So I will be at Celebration from home. Uh, okay. Well, if you guys want to get in touch with the show between now and whenever we have another episode, and if we do, you can find us on Twitter at SWBookworms. You can email us your thoughts, starwarsbookworms at gmail.com. I will still be reading this. So if you want to send us an email, uh, I will still read them. You can find us on facebook.com. We are We have a Facebook group. It's called Star Wars Bookworms. Um, so feel free to join that. I will be around in there. Yes. And if you haven't left us a review yet on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen to our podcast, we would appreciate a review. Uh, and don't leave like a one-star review because I'm leaving. Um, right. Leave a five-star review, please. The show stinks <laughs> now ever since Teresa left. <laughs> One star. One star. If you want to find me on social media, I am at Ice Cold Penguin. Yeah, I'm I'm on social media too, at AV Goins. Mostly Twitter. I've been trying to get back into Twitter, Teresa. Why? It took like a big break where I was just kind of like not posting anything. But I think maybe with the excitement around Kenobi and celebration coming up maybe i don't know like I've, I've been tweeting more so there's more there's more content there not that it's great content but i have tweets but they're usually my instagram pictures that automatically get posted to twitter i would not recommend trying to get in touch with me on twitter i don't check it a lot um if you want to get in touch with me comment on something on instagram or you can send me a dm on instagram um i don't check twitter nearly enough and you can always tell when i'm reading comics because I'll tweet about the fact that I'm reading comics. So <laughs> it's like, oh, Aaron's reading comics again. Cause I'll like, oh, this is a cool panel from a comic that came out three years ago. <laughs> you know, I'm reading a book when I post a picture of the cover. Ah, yes. yes. <laughs> Actually, no, that's not true. I read a lot of books that I don't post pictures of covers of. 
Um, <laughs> so you can just see what I'm doing. It's, you know, whatever. Usually oh. it's my dog. You'll see pictures of my dog. Well, Teresa, it's been an amazing nine years getting to hang out with you uh, uh, talking Star Wars. And I know we're not going to stop doing that, but we're going to stop no. doing it behind microphones for now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think there'll be more to come, you know, for our listeners and for people that care, people that follow us and care and would like to see, you know, things continue. I think that there will be more to come. So just a matter of right. what that looks well, like. So. Well, I have a question for you. What's that? All right. On a scale, <laughs> on a scale of one to five, how many bookworms would you give the past nine years? Wow. You know what? Even though this is your last episode, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Oh my God. Really? Bookworms. Really? Nope. Oh, I'm sticking to wow. it. Uh, wow. So, but you get to say the thing. You get to say the okay. thing. All right. I'll say the thing. <sighs> so until next time. Well, you have to say that part. So until next time. Keep on reading, and may the Force be with you. Perfect.